0: You're listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash brisbane.
1: Well, being a parent is something that comes with on-the-job training, so imagine your child has has special needs. Associate Professor Kate Sofronoff is with the Triple P Parenting Program and specialises in helping parents who have children with autism. Now I don't have a family member who has a child or a person with autism, Uh, to explain to me, I don't have a family member who has a child or person with autism, explain to me in simple terms what autism is.
0: Autism is a neurodevelopmental disorder, so it's brain related, but what we see in practice are the sorts of behaviours that are, that are typical of autism. Now, autism occurs on, on a continuum, so you can have some children who are very severely affected with intellectual impairment and a, a lack of, of language and very stereotypic behaviours, kids who will engage in self-harming behaviours and very, very challenging behaviours, right through to children who are very high-functioning, who would measure with an IQ well above mine, um, (laughs) but who would still present with the the same kinds of behaviours. So there'd still be social interaction difficulties, there'd still be peculiarities of communication and there may also still be those stereotypical behaviours, but they would be qualitatively different from the more severe impairment.
1: And for a parent who has to raise successfully a well-balanced child who has autism, that must have their work cut out for them.
0: Uh, yes, they do have their work cut out for them. I mean, when you think about the whole process of, of diagnosis, um, parents themselves are coming to terms with what it means to to have a child um, with an autism spectrum disorder or indeed any disability. And there are all sorts of issues that, that they're going to be faced with. There can be it can take them a long time to get the diagnosis for mm. a start. They can spend a quite big a big issue, time... as I understand it, up front. It yeah. can be, yes, yeah. it can be. So, you know, sometimes parents have been concerned for quite a long time that there was something wrong um, and they didn't know what that was. Now, often when they get the diagnosis, there's, there's a sense of relief that at least they mm. know, but they've still got to you know, they've still got to come to terms with what's that, what that's going to mean for them and their family. There can be issues of grief and loss and yeah. not knowing how it's going to be, not knowing what the future holds, and that can be very hard.
1: For Triple P Parenting this week, Associate Professor Kate Sofrenoff, uh from or in attached to the School of Psychology at the University of Queensland. This is 612 ABC Brisbane and ABC Digital. My name's Steve Austin. We're talking this morning about parenting children with special needs, in in this case autism. So let's assume a parent has got the diagnosis, Uh, so they know what they have to handle. What are the things they have to do? What are the best things they can do to start preparing a life of learning, disciplining, uh, trying to mould their child with autism? What are some of the things they can do up front?
0: Some of the things that that parents can do up front is to gain themselves an education about what autism is is and become very familiar with the specific presentation that their child has so every child with a diagnosis of autism is going to be completely different mm. and the child is just tra- to make it easy just to make it easy but a ch- <laughs> the child is a child first yeah and and has the disorder as a secondary kind of issue now having said that there are if the If the diagnosis is autism, there are going to be issues with social interaction with communication with sp- very um, specific types of behavior and kids with autism are also much more likely to show behavioral problems and emotional problems, particularly anxiety so they 're going to need to get to come to grips with that it 's very important for parents in the first instance to figure out how they 're going to manage the behavior of their child
1: and what are some of the things they can do I, I imagine uh... I mean, in my mind, okay. How do you do that? I'm thinking. Well, what I would need is lots of sleep. I mean, that's hard getting that, in as a normal parent, anyhow. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, and, and when you have someone with something like autism, in a sense, it's not just the, the child that has autism, but the family has to deal with it. It's almost like everyone has it, by 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 family connection, don't they?
0: Well, yeah. It can feel like that. Certainly, it's incredibly important for parents to look after themselves. I've certainly met. So sleep. Many, well, yes, sleep, but also uh, doing things for yourself. I've met many parents of kids with autism who really have a belief that they need to be parenting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's just a road to, to burnout. So not the case. So it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Parents absolutely need to look after themselves. They need to do things for themselves. They still need, need to be able to live live their own lives as well as parent this child with autism if you're going to have the the strength and the resilience to be able to kind of flow well, with a kid with autism then you need to have to have had some time for yourself you need to be able to, to to take a little bit of time out and that's incredibly important
1: okay so sleep me time what else can parents do to build their own resilience
0: um they well as, as i said they can they can gain as much knowledge as possible about the disorder. Swat up. Swat up. (laughs) Study up. (laughs) It's important because they're going to meet people who don't understand why their child, who looks just like every other child, Mm. is behaving in an unusual way. And it can be kind of hard to roll with that. People can be quite judgmental if they see a child behaving in in what they perceive to be...
1: Screaming and stomping in the supermarket. Screaming and
0: stomping in the supermarket. Mm. Mm. um, and, And the parent doesn't, you know doesn't seem to be able to to manage it terribly Mm. well it can be that can be very very hard for parents.
1: What about coping with other parents whose children have autism you know when you you, something comes up uh, a friend will say oh I know such and such who's got that they'll help you Um, but you've pointed out that autism is not the same from child to child in many
0: ways. That's that's absolutely correct and and you need to learn as I said you need to learn your child because it's a child first the autism is is secondary to that and There's a wealth of knowledge um, to be gained, but but there's also if if you go onto the internet and Google cures for autism, you'll get several million hits for that. So parents, yes, now there is no cure for (laughs) autism, but parents often in the in the hope that something might be brought to bear will we'll sometimes kind of go down the path of, of interventions or, or, you know, they'll try things out that are not necessarily going to do them any good. So there's a lot to be gained from asking where's the evidence that this is going to do my child some good or my family some good because you're going to have limited resources in order to do that and that's not just financial resources but also time.
1: What are some of the things that parents can do for each other, the husband for the wife, the wife for the husband? I'm told that divorce in families with autism is quite high. I mean, higher than normal, which is a tragedy anyhow. Yes. I imagine that must be a bit of an issue. But you don't want one person looking after an autistic child. You need two as much as possible, don't you?
0: That's, that's absolutely correct. And and if you can get parents, um, as soon as they've got a diagnosis, so as early as possible, to be working from the same page. Mm. so if, if they're doing if they're going to do any programs, they're doing them together rather than one parent doing it and the other parent perhaps not being fully on board and perhaps thinking that it's not such a good idea. So they're again looking at programs that, that do have an evidence base where you think you're actually going to, to gain some benefit from this, mm. uh, it's worthwhile to have both parents on board.
1: Do you need to do anything physically around your home for an autistic kid?
0: You need to make sure that your child with autism is going to be safe. So sometimes um, kids with autism won't necessarily think through what the dangers of a situation are likely to be. Um, so you need there needs to be good supervision. You need to, for make,
1: instance, about the house.
0: Uh, about the house, you need to make sure that the child isn't going to run out onto the street or, or, or wander off down the street. Now, again, this will depend on the individual child. Not, not all children with autism are going to have a tendency to do that, but there could be some who will. So you need to know your child. Okay.
1: What about other things? So, so parents, okay, they've, they've got a handle on it, they've read up on it, they've been chatting with their doctor or, uh, or their psychologist, so they've got a handle on what they're going to have to deal with, but they want to help the child grow and blossom and, yep. and have a fullness of life, as any parent does. Yes. What can they do for the child? So once the parents are sorted and say, okay, we can do this together, what can they do for the kid?
0: There are lots of things that you can do for, for kids with autism. Um, I guess one of the first things that, that that I would be encouraging parents to do would be to make sure that the child will behave in a reasonably acceptable manner in in different situations. So, if the child isn't able to behave appropriately, if the child isn't able to control their their temper and and their emotions, mm. um, then they're going to be they're going to find it more difficult to to gain entry to to various activities. But once you've got that reasonably well under control and you can predict how your child is going to respond, then the sky's the limit, really. You know, you you. You'd be wanting to make sure that, they've, that they're able to communicate. So if they don't have language, you'd be wanting to introduce a communication system by which they can communicate, whether that's pictures or signs or whatever works for the family. You'd want to be encouraging the child to get involved in activities that they, that they will enjoy because just like any kid, we want these kids to enjoy their childhood. Yes. Um, we want to increase... Their skills increase their independence. Um, increase the
1: child's resilience, don't you? Increase yes. the child's
0: resi- resilience, absolutely, and and have the child learn as much as they possibly can, so that they so that they then can gain some independence, some sense of being able to master certain tasks and skills and so on.
1: My guest is Associate Professor Kate Sofronoff. Uh, we're talking about uh, children with autism for Triple P parenting. This is 612 ABC Brisbane. My name's Steve Austin. So, wrap it up for me, Kate. Give me the dot point of the things that a parent. I mean, we, what we try and do here is give parents practical things in their hands that can help them deal with, in this case, a child with autism. I know, uh, wrap it up for me, like the, the dot points of the checklist, if that makes sense. So swat up on what you need to know. Yes. Get a correct diagnosis for your child. Yes. Um, check your house uh, in terms of safety for the child if they're, if they're a bit unruly, really un- uncontrollable. And what else?
0: Make sure that you're um, giving the child the best opportunity to interact with others and to gain skills by ensuring that they're able to behave appropriately in those situations, encouraging the child and praising the child for the things that they can do well. So again, as with any child, we want the relationship between parent and child to be a positive one. Um, We don't want parents to, to constantly be on their back about, why don't you do this and why don't you do that? So as positive as you can possibly be, as encouraging as you can possibly be, focusing as much as possible on the child's strengths, on the things that the child is able to do, and using those sorts of strengths to build further strengths so that the child gets the best possible outcome in the long run.
1: Do autistic children leave home at a certain time?
0: Some children will be able to leave home and live independently and others won't. It depends very much on the individual child. It depends very much on what happens as they um, as they grow older. Uh, we would assume that the more high-functioning children would be able to leave home and live independently. That's not always the case, but we would expect it would be more likely than than for a lower-functioning child. The lower-functioning children may grow up to live in supported accommodation, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we would still be wanting them to develop the skills to be able to care for themselves and do their own shopping and have some kind of employment, if possible.
1: Thanks for coming in.
0: Thank you. you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane.